Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. Paul, Jesus would say in Matthew 7, 13 through 14, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. The narrow path will cause affliction, persecution, exclusion, Jesus said, blessed are you when they persecute you for my name's sake and exclude you. Why would they exclude me if not for preaching the Lord? Jesus said in Luke 6, 26, woe to you. Beware to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Movie stars should not like us. Famous people, very few should like us. I look differently at that book. Everyone says they love them. Everyone says, I don't want to be loved by this world. I want to be loved by the Lord. Because everything is at stake. The night is far spent. And the Lord is coming back. Paul said this in Galatians 1.8, But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Paul said of himself, if I, if I lead you away that's not biblical, let me be accursed. Paul said that, and I say that to myself. Jesus said, through John the Beloved, in 1 John 5, 11, 13, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and, his, and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Very strict, very serious. If I don't preach the truth to you, find another church. You hold me accountable to preaching this. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need this for a psychological need. And many people want to be in the ministry because they want to fulfill a psychological need to feel loved by people, wanted by people, be seen as spiritual. I don't want to be seen. I want Christ to be seen. John the Baptist said he must increase and I must decrease. Paul would say of Christ that he made himself of no reputation. And we see these these pastors with their professionalism, with the makeup, with the lighting, with all of that stuff, asking for money. It's a sad time we're living in. And many Christians, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll recognize it doesn't seem right to me because it's not right to you. Chuck taught us where God guides, he provides. I don't need to tell you it's the end of the year. Uh, if you forgot, if you want to give a end of the year giving, what is that all about? How sad! God, Jesus wouldn't make me a beggar. I don't need your money. I don't need anything. I'm going to preach what God says. 
There are so many believers who are seeking entertainment and experiential-based churches, pastors who do not challenge them or correct them. They say, I like this kind of church that doesn't tell us, that, that doesn't tell us not to sin. I like this pastor or this teacher because they make me feel good. I feel like there's no pressure in the church for me to change. You know, Jesus, if you read Revelation chapter 2 and 3, and he's, he's, he's speaking to the seven churches, it's a very serious exhortation and rebuke. Only two of the seven churches do not get rebuked. They all have issues and problems that he, he hits, except for two churches. But to the church of the Laodiceans in Revelation 3, 14 through 17, he says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth, because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have no need of, have need of nothing, and, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That's a state of, of, of the church in general. Laodicean. They think they're rich. There's no need for prayer. There's no need for the word. There's no need for repentance. Prosperity teachers, religious institutions that, I mean, there's just, the, the church is, is in trouble. And I don't condemn, don't, don't get it wrong. In the churches that he rebukes, there's a way for them to get right. And he says that they need to repent. They need to realize that without him, they are poor and wretched. And Jesus is, is, and the Holy Spirit is not even a part of, of so many church services today. They're hirelings. Pastors who are afraid to tell the truth. And it's not just pastors, it's people within the church who compromise the word of God in their own lives. It doesn't apply to me. Because my feelings say I get a, I get a ticket out of this. You know, our feelings, we walk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. If we compromise practically in ourselves, in our homes, there are Christians who have left our church because they won't check their kids who are in sin in their home. Turning their kids into Jesus Christ. Idols. Their own gods. God gave us kids and grandkids not to worship them. And you think I'm playing games. He's coming back. And he, he, he asks the question, will I find faith on earth? If you love mom or dad or kids or grandkids more than me, you're not worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what he said. I'm sorry. The kids are in town. You're not going to go to church? We're living in times. And there's exceptions and there's issues. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like generally, like every time they come, I just shut it down and we, I, I, that's my way out. No, that's your way of showing them it's not important. Prosperity teachers who tell poor folks that if they just give them more money, God will make them rich. I'm sick of that. And they do it in the poorest countries too. <coughs> Private jets, big operations, money, money, money. God wants you to be rich. And if you're not rich, then you don't have enough faith. And you're not giving enough. 
God wants us to be rich in him spiritually. The false teachers are lining their pockets. Seven, you know, five mansions, mansions, cars, jets. How do you buy that? Show me where. And they'll usually grab one scripture out of context and they have bewitched so many people. Our Lord was poor. The disciples got killed. What do you mean? He says persecution's coming. He says they're going to hate us. And we're saying like, no, God wants you to be a millionaire. Why would anybody want Christianity if he, he didn't make you a millionaire? They have to see that you're prospering financially. Then they're going to want Jesus. This is the crazy stuff that they say. And people buy it because they're not being taught the word. In Matthew 7, verse 21 through 22, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That's a crazy thing. That's the enigma that even false teachers, the little word, the little truth that they do say, the people get blessed because it's God's truth and his word doesn't return void. But then these false teachers think that they're okay because they have people telling them that the message was great. Because the word of God doesn't return void, but yet God says you're practicing lawlessness. Lawlessness. The Bible says that to be disobedient is as the sin of witchcraft. It is better to obey the Lord than to, sacri than to do sacrifices of ministry and outreaches and everything else. God's looking at, yeah, but I told you to do this. Two prophets went to the builders there in Ezra chapter 5 and said, keep building. We need our pastors to be like prophets today who don't care what people think of them, but will speak the truth. Because he is coming. He's coming. Be careful, guys. I've, I've mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of these famous guys that like to go hang out with the Pope and stuff, who's a total globalist. And when I say, when I say these things, I'm not saying... Uh, the, the people who are in all of these denominations, God bless them. A lot, they don't know, a lot of them, they don't know better. How am I going to hate on them? I'm not hating on the people themselves. But if we have friends that are in other denominations and you know there's a great compromise of the word of God, that's why you're in their life, to share with them the truths that they might go somewhere where they're going to be given the truth, guys. I mean, people... You know, you know, love to meet with John Paul II, man. They may turned him into a saint, but under his watch, how many priests were raping kids? And in any other organization, any other business where the where the, the, the head president of that business, under his watch, his managers were raping children, we wouldn't be so nice to call him a saint. But this is what religion does. This is what Laodicea does. This is the spirit of apostate, of going away from the truth of God. It blinds. I know, it blinds. Since I've hit on a few people, I might as well hit on the Pentecostal and the apostolic churches. Again, the people are, I'm not hitting the people, I'm hitting the doctrine. 
churches that have women pastors. What are you doing? To some people, it's no big deal. I walk into a church where there's a woman pastor, I'm walking out. The new apostolic reformation guys, the NAR guys, you ever heard of them? They think they're apostles. They think that they're going to usher in the kingdom of heaven here. I'm political in a good way. I think we should do our community service and, and vote and, and let people know truths that we discern and stuff. But they look at it in a whole different way. They think that they're actually going to usher in heaven on earth. No. Christ is going to come and destroy it. Next question. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 through 13, it says, And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. So for our friends who are okay having a woman pastor, they're in, this is a sinful, demonic doctrine. It's wrong. And don't tell me about Deborah in the Old Testament. It was a shame to Israel that she led them as a judge because the men were ranking out. And if we can't even get men to lead in their homes, how in the heck are we going to have a woman lead the church? The people need to know better. They will if you stand for God's truth. Because if we compromise in a little, how much more are we going to compromise? They don't understand that that compromise is so big. It's such an eyesore in the eye of God. You, you, there are churches filled with churches. Churches filled with people who have women leading the congregation. And I just got word that Cheryl Brodison is going to teach all three services at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. Which isn't a Calvary anymore, if you don't know. I don't care what they tell you. That's apostasy. I am this, but really you're not. You're not. I want to be a Christian that's a Christian. Amen. Jesus knows if I'm a Christian. He who practices sin has not been born of God. And that's the personal compromise that grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads and all of us have to understand about our children and our grandchildren. Someone's got to love our kids to tell them the truth. You ain't, you, you, you ain't, there's no fruit in your life that you're born again. Then, Dude, you're on shaky ground. Let them know. Don't tell them, oh, they made a confession years ago, but they don't walk with God now. They don't know. They, they don't. They're not. They're not. Tell them the truth. They're not. I wish somebody told me the truth. That if I don't repent, I'm going to hell. Maybe that's what they need to hear, the truth. Jesus, in his very first recorded sermons, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I don't even know. That's not even a sermon. It's like preaching. He went all over Galilee and it says, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Seeker friendly churches do not want to speak. They're ashamed of the gospel that says repent. And while I'm going at it, I might as well tell you to be careful for Christian fads. Christian fads. When I was young in the Lord, I used to love going into a Christian bookstore. It was like a kid in a candy store. Oh, what book am I going to get to receive knowledge? What, what, you know, what? Oh, man, and I would be so excited. But as I grew in the Lord, I was like, oh, man, that's weak. That's not good. That's not good. At Costa Mesa, when I was there, I mean, things were really cleaned up and good in the early days. But I, my, my older friends in the Lord would say, watch out, man. They're they would complain and say, oh, this book snuck in here. And they would get rid of that book that wasn't biblical. We have things like the Jesus Calling you know, there, there's Eastern mysticism coming into the church big time. 
the purpose-driven life book, you know, it speaks of contemplative prayer. It's Eastern mysticism where you zone out in your prayers rather than, than, than speaking to God in your prayers. You zone out and kind of experience a deeper uh, uh, place with God in your, in your contemplative, meditative, Eastern-style prayer. That ain't right. Biblical prayers, we talk to our Lord. We talk to our Father. We don't zone out. It's intelligent. We speak to God. When it says, be still and know that I am God, yeah, slow your, your roll. Don't be too busy. Slow down. Go to a quiet place and speak to God. But Eastern mysticism is coming into the church like crazy. Everybody doing yoga and stuff. Hot yoga. But a lot of these mistakes happen when we first come to Christ because we don't know all of these things. Well, wrong day to come to church, right? I did a lot of it when I was younger in the faith, guys. I liked every new fad and, oh, man, you know. Now it's just as I grow in the Lord, it's the Bible, it's the Bible, it's the Bible. Or older saints that wrote just biblical type advice. The Bible. We have the chosen uh, miniseries. Dallas Jenkins, the, the director, did an outstanding job. He's talented. He's thinking smart. He speaks well. But he just buckled to the Mormon church and said that they and Christians believe in the same Jesus. So he is ashamed of a gospel that does not allow the doctrine of the LDS to live with it. That's what he's ashamed of. He's ashamed of a gospel that excludes false prophets. Why? You got to ask him. But I'm done with the chosen. Watch out the, for the fads. The guy... That's what he said. You can look it up. And he said, I'm going to stick by that. They financed the Chosen. They're producing the Chosen. It's in Utah that they're filming the Chosen. But we don't need the Chosen. We're Chosen people already. We don't need it. We don't need the fad. We're not of this world. It's the biggest it's, it's one of the signs, I should say, that the Lord is coming back soon when you see all these things happen. <sighs> He's coming. Receive God's grace gracefully. But don't take His grace for granted when it comes to sin. Call it out in yourself. I'll call it out in myself, so help me God, as I pray for you and you pray for me. That I ain't going to compromise. You're not going to compromise. And when you mess up, you call a spade a spade and say, Lord, I am sorry. But I am accountable to your word. I am not, I'm not the exception. I am not going to live that way. Because then you go down that road and you can just say, Chale to this law. Chale to that commandment. Yes to the ones that we like. And then we, we end up deceiving ourselves and we don't even know we're deceived. And that's where, where he talks about the, uh, our conscience being seared like an iron. Guys have no problem casting off the word of God. Trust me. And I can't live that way. 
I know my father loves me enough to chasten me if I cast his word out. Because we're living at a time where, where this world is, is, is going down. And we're here. And, and we can only affect it if we don't compromise the word practically in our life. God is, how can we bear fruit outside our homes or outside the church walls when we're not even living it ourselves? How do I end this in a positive note? It is all positive. It's his word. Jesus is coming. Warn them. Love them. Care for them. Be good to your neighbor. Don't compromise. We don't need their invitations. We don't need their speaking engagements. We don't need none of that. We need Jesus. We don't need this world. We just have to be faithful with what God has called us to be faithful with. I'm proud of you guys. You guys are hardcore. I feed off you guys. (laughs) But there's no greater calling than to say, you know, may his word be elevated above his name. His word changed you and I. It made us different, didn't it? You know, you snap, I snap, and you know it's wrong to snap. You know, you covet, I covet. You know, we we sent. How do we know we're doing bad now? His word has been good to us. Let's not compromise that. If we love our kids and our family and our friends, warn them. Do you know that when the rich man Lazarus, uh, the rich man died and went to uh, hell, uh, and and the poor man Lazarus. Who, who was at the rich man's gate begging for food and, and the rich man ignored him while he was alive and Lazarus had sores and the dogs would lick him and stuff and they both ended up uh, there in Abraham's bosom and part of part, there was a big gulf between the hell and, 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 and paradise and, and the rich man, you know, said, Father Abraham, you know, can you, you know, uh, I'm chopping it up, I haven't read it, but I, I know it, but you know, he, he could call them out. He said, you know, uh, um, let you know, uh, you know. Let me come over to you. And Abraham said, "There's a. It's impossible. There's a big gulf between you and I." And he goes, or he said, "Can you send Lazarus to dip his finger in water to just put it here? Put you know. There's a big gulf. You can't cross over." And he said, "Well, then, can you send somebody to speak to my brothers to tell them not to come here, not to come here to warn them?" And Abraham says, "They have the prophets and Moses." And he goes, yeah, but if, but if someone were to come back from the dead, and, and Abraham says, even if someone comes back from the dead, they will not believe. So Jesus came back from the dead, and look at how many people are not believing. But those who, who go to hell, we learn from that story that, if, that even though they were wicked in their life, hell is so bad that they can think... Somebody tell my family to repent. And on Christmas and on Thanksgiving, we're just ignoring the fact that our grandchildren or children are just sleeping around. And we're not going to tell them nothing. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. Oh, help us, Lord. We're sinners. But you are a good God. And your word is so good. It cuts out the cancer of sin, Lord. It cuts out the compromise. Oh, Lord, I pray, help us. Help me. 
We're grateful that we have you to guide us, your word. Jesus, you are the word made flesh. Help us, Lord, not to fall away, but to stand firm concerning the things that you've taught us. Not to compromise, but to stand firm for your coming soon, Lord. And the best thing for this world is your truth, Lord. For it is by your truth that you set men free. And so while all heads are bowed, is there anyone here who would like to receive Jesus today as their Lord and Savior? Have all their sins forgiven. Father, we thank you again this morning for your love. Bless our time of communion now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.